I can't wait to learn what animal we're going to talk about today. Okay, so I was trying to prepare like a good fact for our like for our little intro. Yeah. But honestly, I'm just kind of curious to like what you think we're going to talk about today. Oh, what? Wait, I have to guess? Yes. Okay. All right. I can do this. Let's see. So I know that it's not a mammal because yes. we've done mammals too much recently. Yeah, quite a bit. This is coming out before we go to the reptile expo. So it might be a reptile. I did not choose a reptile. Okay. Because I looked we back. We have done reptiles. Well, yeah. I looked too. back to see like what we hadn't done in a while. Okay. We've done birds recently. Mm-hmm. We've not done insects for a while. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Is it an insect? Have like all of my episodes been about <laughs> insects. I don't even know how that ended up happening. It's not even like I'm a huge fan. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. You should you should be able to guess what insect. Is I it chose. a hornworm? Yes. Ah! <laughs> how, did you, how did you know? They've been on my mind recently. Huh, I wonder why. We'll get into that. Uh, but for now, welcome to CritterCast. It's Cassie and Karina and we're at it again. Sharing cool facts about our animal friends. We make stupid jokes and we laugh a lot. But we also like to learn, so give us a shot. We'll talk about snails and their tweezer teeth. Or gush about our love of manatees. We'll tell you why owls are so scary to us. And there's tons more critters that we'll discuss. We promise to make sure you'll have a blast. Because you're listening to CritterCast. That's literally the best theme song that Yay. has ever been created. I'm so glad that we're so happy with the theme song. But we we have to keep our old theme song somehow in some form because I love it so much. I know, but it's not that like it's just not even the same vibe anymore. It's it's not. It's true. Maybe maybe for like special extra things or maybe for introductions for our videos or something we can yeah. run it real quickly. Yeah. I or tried maybe to we keep could upload like, it to So Spotify. I tried to keep a lot of the stuff. I had the nature track going still and I had yeah. the the drum beat going but it just didn't match yeah. at all and I I don't know. I just went crazy. I think this is fantastic. Just so everybody listening knows, Karina completely invented that by herself. This is what we call songwriting. It was amazing. Yes. I, um, I, well, you said somebody, was it Lisa that asked you? Yes. Yeah. So actually on our last episode, you sang a little bit of the Mon Ami Barbara Manatee song. Mon Ami. Yeah, that. It's called (laughs) Endangered Love from VeggieTales. Endangered Love. Some of y'all really loved it. Look it up. Yeah. (laughs) So, so we got a lot of feedback that there needed to be more songs. Which, like, fair. Totally um, which, fair. So, A, I went and wrote a new theme song that was an extended version, and I thought Wonderful. was good. I obviously shout out to our manatees, because I feel like people really loved our manatee episode, which is great. Also, people um, just really love manatees. But all the feedback about loving music in our podcast is so funny, because A, when we were going to start this podcast, yeah. we were going to incorporate, like little bits of songs in karaoke because right. it was going to be critters and karaoke or critters cookies and karaoke yeah either that would have been a lot to manage it, it would have been a lot yeah. yeah i think i'm really glad we cut the cookies out yeah i wasn't so glad that we cut the music out. i've I think, always missed like, the music and yeah. it's always been there in some tiny form or other yeah so yeah. we're not like we're not bringing it back like crazy full force right. but i went and wrote a new theme song because i thought we would like that <laughs> and then when i was thinking of okay it's my turn to research an animal I wanted to do one that like had a song that went with it so that Wait, what? people could enjoy it. Is there a hornworm there song? There is not because oh, here's the thing. Disappointing. I was like, okay, we haven't done an insect in a while and there's lots of songs about butterflies. So I was going to do a butterfly. But yeah. And I was like, you can't, we can't do an episode on butterflies as if it was like oh, no. one animal. Well, that's how we started out doing this show, but we have learned much better. We have learned you have to be more specific. <laughs> you have to be specific. Or you will just have no time to no, do anything. No. And so then when I was like, well, what what butterfly could I pick? And I was going to do a monarch butterfly oh. because those are like our butterfly for yeah. our area. But then I thought. <laughs> I, that's like, too basic. Well, then I was like, meh, I don't know. I just. That's didn't, so norm core. I wasn't feeling it. And then I thought about the fact that we'd had a recent run-in with a hornworm and decided <laughs> that it was time. It was traumatizing. We needed to process. It was a <laughs> lot. It was a lot. So I'll talk about it in more depth later. But hornworms, we give our reptiles as a, an occasional treat mm-hmm. food. They, they're not highly nutritious right. as 
feeder insects. We talked about mealworms. That's more of a staple yes. that I feed our reptiles. But I do feed them hornworms. Um, yeah. And most of our reptiles go crazy for them. They love hornworms. Which is great when it's winter and everybody's in that kind of pseudo-brumation yeah. phase. Yeah, our geckos don't really fully brumate. Like, they'll still be out and active, but yeah. they're not eating. Like, if they were just going to go into brumation and not eat It'd and not fine. do anything, it's fine. But, but because they're still using energy, right. they need to eat something. Idiots. So they love they love hornworms, and our bearded dragon foster that we had for a while loved them. Yes. So when we got our skink, and as, as all new animals, when they're transitioning, do, he was having a tough time. He didn't really want to eat much. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll grab some hornworms. And I was feeding them to the geckos. And then there was one that was just too big for all of them. So I was going <laughs> to give it to the skink. And I put it in there and he just looked at it. Right. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> you need to eat it. And then I, I, I did the thing you're not supposed to do. When you have reptiles that uh -huh. you feed live insects to, you're supposed to give it to them. If they right. don't eat it, you're supposed to take it out. Same with mice, by the way. You're not supposed to just leave the mice in with them. Yeah. For like ever. Well, we don't, I don't feed live. I so I don't feed live mice because I just think there's no point in doing mm. that in, uh, in captivity. So I put this horn room in with him yes. and I left it for a couple hours because I thought eventually he's going to eat this thing. Maybe <laughs> he's a little shy when he does eat. He yeah. doesn't really like to eat in front of me. So I thought, oh, I'll leave it in there, walk away. He'll sure. eat it. Yeah. Came back. It was gone. I was like, great. He ate it. Excellent. Wonderful. And like you can see they're big, big old things. And they're like, bright colored too. They're yeah. either blue or green. They're very bright. Yeah. And so you can see them and then didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, woohoo. He ate it. Several weeks <laughs> later. Weeks. I walk in. Weeks like, Just walk later. in my room. Remember this, this skink lives in a four foot long tank in my bedroom right next to my bed. And I was just looking and he's got some fake plants in there uh -huh. on, on like a bark um, cypress mulch mix. And there's like something sitting on the plant. And I was like, what the heck is that? It was a huge moth, a oh huge no. moth. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this hornworm has pupated. And like, we like critters, but <laughs> also like, it was just in there. We respect boundaries between like inside and outside of well and house. he just like it was just in there with him and he was like whatever it's like fine. he didn't even care no big deal. and the only reason i even really noticed what was going on was because the cats were oh. like there's a bug in there and it's flying oh like no. and it sat for like an hour before i was like i had to, i was had to run off to work and so i like had oh to go when gosh. i came back in the evening it was like still in the same spot oh no but then later in the evening when i turned the lights off then it started flying around oh no you know the light yeah exactly and I was like, oh, oh my God. And the cats were like, I'm going to get it. And ah. I was like, if I just open it, it's going to fly out into my room. Yes. So and I then had the cats to, like, are going to go completely crazy. I had to like open it a little bit and like I stuck a cup in there and you do the whole thing where you like put the cup down and the paper. And then I try to slide like paper under it, but like it's bark on right. the ground. So I was like, oh my God. And no. then finally, like I got it. You know, when you're holding an insect that's like moving around in the cup. Yeah. You're, like, you know, it's not touching you, but you're like freaking out. Yeah. So anyway, I did. I got it outside. I released it outside so it can go wreak Yay. havoc on the outside. Though, uh, well, interesting fact, though, the the well, we'll talk about it later. It's a oh, whole thing. OK. Um, so that's why I decided hornworms would be <sighs> what we were going to dive into today. Awesome. Let's learn. So more we about will them. discuss hornworms. But before we do yeah. a couple of housekeeping things. Oh, firstly, <laughs> if we haven't already <laughs> introduced ourselves. Oh, right. <laughs> Because sometimes we forget to do that. That's right. We know us. Yeah. This is CritterCast. I'm Cassie. I'm Karina. We are the co-hosts of CritterCast. Exactly. And we are an animal-themed podcast. We pick a critter of the episode and we just dive into all the... We get out of the basics pretty quickly and then yeah. just dive into like a really fun, cool fact and kind of yeah. dig deep in there. We are not experts. No. Nor do we ever claim to be. No. And uh, we're just here for the fun, honestly, and the weird. Yes. We're really here for the wacky and the Absolutely. weird. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Um, and this week, we, we do like to do shout outs for fellow podcasters. Yeah. We like to do promo swaps and we have them share our little commercial and they share their commercial. So this week, uh, we are sharing. This is one we're really excited about because these people have been... Like we're friends with them on a lot of different social media platforms. Yeah, we love listening to their, yeah, to the, the podcast. I'm really excited to share them with you. Yes. So this is a podcast called Customers Also Watched. Woohoo. 
If you've ever found yourself scrolling through the recommended movies on streaming services and wondering if any of those are worth your time, I'm here to help. Hi, I'm Erica, host of Customers Also Watched, a podcast about movies on Amazon Prime. I started with one movie from my own watch list, and from there, each episode, I grab a friend or two, and we discuss a movie from the Customers Also Watch list of the previous episode's movie. Follow on Twitter at CAW Podcast, and Facebook or Instagram under Customers Also Watched. Available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. See you down the rabbit hole. It always tries to restart on me. What a rock star theme. Right? I love it. It's so exciting. So yeah, go check them out if you haven't had a chance yet. It's customers also watched. Erica's an amazing host. It's really fun to listen to. Great sound quality. Three thumbs up. All the up. things. <laughs> All the thumbs up. If you're a hornworm, you don't have any thumbs. But, but heads up. <laughs> Booties up, actually. It's is more likely we're going to get into up. the booty territory today. I think that should be our new motto, though. Booties, Booties up. up. <laughs> Booties up, bitches. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ain't so delicious. So yeah. we, we kind of got into it just in the in the way of, okay, hornworms, we got here because I wanted to talk about butterflies. Um, so instead, we're going to talk about these cool Pokemon-like creatures because, you know, all insects that go through all these different stages of life and go into their little cocoons and emerge out, like, it's just totally a Pokemon setup. Right. They just have, like, their three phases that they have to go through. Please do not put my whiny dog at the microphone of our podcast. He's going to be a co-host. <laughs> He's <is> not <laughs> going to be a co-host. He's going to go back to bed. He just wants to go be a cave troll. Yes, indeed. That's all dogs Oh, on want. my lap. Okay. Hornworms, however, do not want to cave troll. So where do hornworms live? What's their deal? Mm-hmm. So there are actually seven different subspecies of hornworms. That makes sense because I was wondering because I've seen the green and the blue. and That's I was... actually not a species thing. Yeah. I know. Is it's that a, an age it, thing? It is not. What is it? Yeah, it's a diet thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, but there are seven subspecies that are kind of all over both America both American continents and then in islands like around the Americas. So there's there's a separate subspecies just for the Galapagos as there is oh, like nice. anything that lives at the Galapagos is its own subspecies, right. yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, the one we are talking about specifically today is Manduca sexta, which is the Ooh. like American Sexy. most commonly seen in the southern United States. Okay. Um, they are also commonly known, this is like the tobacco hornworm. So there oh. are other types of hornworms. Right. But the ones that we're thinking of, the ones that we feed our reptiles and the ones that we see most commonly are tobacco hornworms. Oh, and they okay. do, in fact, eat tobacco plants. That makes sense. They can also eat, uh, like, they can basically eat anything. They just prefer a specific type of plant, um, which like tomato plants, tobacco plants, things like that. They like things that, like grow tall like <laughs> no it's a I, I couldn't really get a good grasp on yeah it. i like there, there's a special word and it's written on here somewhere uh-huh. that i'll find okay we'll find it later. but uh but yeah and i couldn't really get a grasp where i was like is this like a family i think it's a yeah. family of oh plants, okay that makes necessarily sense. but yeah. I, what i thought was interesting is that like when you're talking about again taxonomy and classification of animals That's right um what's really fun is that these guys are from a family called Sphingidae. Ooh, that That's is my fun. best try, which are, you know, moths and butterflies. Or no, the family is just moths, so not butterflies. Okay. And there's about 1,400 species wow. of moths that live in that family. That's and a lot of episodes of CritterCast. <laughs> the order is Lepidoptera. Yeah, Lepidoptera. Lepi- Thank you. Yep. Which is butterflies and moths, yeah. which make up 10% of all organisms. All living wow. organisms. Not just of insects. Damn. Like 10% of all living organisms on this earth are butterflies and moths. I had no idea. Right? Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Huh. Um, cool. Yeah. So today we're going to sp- be specifically talking about our American tobacco hornworm. Okay, cool. And they're just their little species. Okay. Sounds good. And not, I mean... It's it's applies to all seven subspecies, but mostly I focused on the sure. one that we would know because it lived in our house for <laughs> apparently quite a while. Obviously, several weeks. <laughs> it was a guest stage, and then we kicked it out. We oh. said, "Go fly, be free." In total, how long do you think their lifespan is? Like their whole life cycle? Oh, their whole life cycle. Mm-hmm. Like from being a caterpillar from, from being an egg. 
from being an egg all the way to death i would say six months it's not that long (laughs) 30 to 50 days really yeah so basically like one to two months yeah yeah is it's a pretty short little lifespan they've got going on there but they're they live accelerated lives it's fine absolutely do so when we talk about animals that are oviparous or animals that are viviparous yeah that have these like super long incubations right and this is this is not one of those animals okay so all. how long are they in the egg stage two to four days what <laughs> the the females will lay fertilized eggs they'll do the deed they'll fertilize they'll plant the eggs down under some foliage to keep them safe yeah two to four days later they hatch Dang, into son. what we know as hornworms wow so these green so that's the first green stage. squidgy caterpillars the egg is wow. always technically like their first life cycle right and then the caterpillar stage for all butterflies and moths is the pupa stage right and that's their second life cycle yeah like their second part of the life cycle okay cool. not the pupa sorry larva right pupa is the next stage yeah. but yes the larva stage so that stage um can last depending oh man i wrote it down somewhere i wrote i decided to write handwritten notes this time and now it's kind of a mess it's like <laughs> when i was back in school well i may not have written down the exact date but they in that time they can get up to 70 millimeters long so they can get like pretty That's long pretty big pretty long little buggers yeah i know because when you get them like when you buy the prepackaged ones for your reptile right they grow really fast too right um, but yeah, they, they start small and they get bigger and they have five different instars, which I had to look up this word. Yeah. What does that mean? This is a word that means stages between molts. Basically. Oh, oh, okay. So they'll sure. like molt and in those stages, things can change so they can like have a new segment of their body. Okay. Their heads get bigger. Sometimes their colorations change for them. It's mostly, they just get bigger. Okay. And then they have to shed their exoskeleton right. to get a little bit bigger, which is funny because they're very squishy. And you don't think yeah. of them as having exoskeletons. Right. The things I tend to think of of having exoskeletons are like ants and beetles. And things, things that are hard. Yeah. Right? But they do. They have exoskeletons too. They're just wow. they're just squishy. Okay. Squishy little things. Um, and what's interesting is that so you will know when they're at the end of their last instar oh, no. because their heart will appear. So like their little beating heart, you'll be able to see through them. Are you kidding me? And that's a sign that they're, they start wandering. So they'll start like moving around looking for looking a place for to burrow and to pupate. pupate. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I know. I thought that was really cool. What does their heart look like? Like, let me tell you what I'm envisioning. Yes. What I'm envisioning is this adorable, cartoony, <laughs> blue hornworm, mm-hmm. right? With its heart as a, <laughs> like, cartoon like, a heart la, shape. A la the Grinch. Yes. <laughs> like, like, beating like, in and no. out of its No, chest. it's more, it's like, more like a vein. So you'll see, like, the red vein oh, pulsing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, their heart so isn't an actual cool. vein. But, yeah, it's very cool. Nice. And so you noted earlier that sometimes they're blue and sometimes they're green. Yeah. That is a matter of what they're eating. Okay. So in the wild, they will be green because they're eating oh. foods that have chlorophylls in them. Sure. But we often see the ones that we buy are ra- raised in labs. Because right. they're raised in labs a lot, and they're usually fed um, a grain diet, or like, oh. and that doesn't have any pigments in it. So then their natural color is blue. Is it bad for them to not get the chlorophyll? No. Okay. No, they're fine. It's like perfectly adequate. They just won't turn green. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I thought, interesting too. Yeah. Because I was like, are we maybe getting like different species? Right. No. Yeah. It's just a matter of some of them may have been, and you can raise them in a lab on their natural food too, yeah. but a lot of people just use like, when you get them in the cups, that's that formulated food that's right. ready to go. It's not tobacco plant. It's like and an that's why they're more sort of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why they're more blue. Yeah. Which is cool. That is cool. Um, this is the stage in which these, they get their bad reputation. Wait, they have a bad reputation? Yes. They are like commonly known as terrible pests. in their larval stage because they have and i quote voracious appetites Ah, yes they do from multiple sources oh dear oh dear (laughs) um and if they like if they were in say a tobacco field yeah and they were unchecked and nobody used pesticides or anything they would they would ruin an entire crop wow without a doubt two hornworms can ruin a healthy tomato plant in like a week just two two of them 
oh one like a healthy full-grown tomato plant wow so that's why gardeners and when they see yeah. them in their backyards or farmers like when i was thinking that it was just tobacco i was like i mean is it so wrong to ruin <laughs> all the tobacco plants okay but tobacco has other purposes too mm-hmm, like tobacco okay. plants yeah, yeah. have I, other purposes yeah but, also, but they mm. also will get into anything okay. they'll grow faster and eat more um of tobacco and tomato plants and plants from that family but they will eat anything okay don't touch my tomatoes bitches <laughs> and they'll eat potato plants too. <gasps> no i know i need my tubers i know and the reason that um the reason that people hate them so much is that they'll eat all the top leaves and then they'll poop on all the bottom leaves so oh, they effectively gross. ruin the whole, the whole plant, thing right like they don't eat the whole thing but they right. ruin the whole right. thing so bastards i know right <laughs> i kind of like them yeah people are people are not fans of the of the larva you know this wouldn't be so much of a problem if people kept more like snakes and other sorts of things in their in their gardens yeah snakes don't really eat hornworms do frogs sometimes small mammals and birds do more okay. often um and like smaller reptiles sure um oh, but, I bet birds but they have love some them, huh? they have some pretty intense defense mechanisms Ooh. so we'll talk about i'm that so too. excited i know wow these like there's so much going on here it was a little hard to dig up information yeah but like once you got into there like there was because there's a lot of scientific studies we were Whoa, talking about so there's a lot okay. of information in there um, so after they have all those five instars and they pupate, yeah. they will, they have kind of like a pre-pupa stage too. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think like they get mistaken for dead caterpillars because oh, they'll shrink right. down and kind of shrivel right. before they pupate. Of course. And when they pupate, they look dumb. Let me tell you. It's not like <laughs> they, they don't look like, you know, when you think of like a chrysalis or like right, a butterfly right. cocoon, so you're beautiful. like, oh yeah, no, Aww. they look like little turds. Sounds like it should be made out they of They look crystal. like little hard brown turds. Like what? Gross. I know. Um, it's gross. Um, their, their pupa stage usually lasts about 18 days. So it's like okay. a big chunk of their life. Yeah, though. that's intense. That's, al- that's almost three weeks. Yeah. And they only live about one to two months. Yeah. Oh, babies. Yeah. Come on. It's it, it like the 18 days is what they do in a lab. So like in the wild, it may not be that long. Right. They go into a pupa stage, though. They can if they have a sh- um, a shorter like day night cycle. So if they have like 12 oh. hours of light and 12 hours of, of darkness. Yeah. They will go into basically like a like a coma type pupa stage that can oh. last for months. Oh, sh- so when they're raised in a lab, they should get more like 17 hours of light and seven hours of darkness. Wow. And that'll keep everything regular. Okay. But if like they were in an area where for some reason they had a shorter day, right. Right. they, they would just get very confused <laughs> and yeah. basically Makes like go sense. into like a fake hibernation. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy. But also that's the, the light cycle that we give a lot yeah, of reptiles in captivity wondering. is, we give them a 12 hour yeah. light cycle which is like not how nature works right we don't have 12 hours of darkness right. i don't know no. why we do this like we we do on two days a year yeah <laughs> and like that's it guys yeah. but then when they when they come out of their pupa stage i wrote down the fun word eclosion Ooh, is I like the that word, word for emerging Ecl- as an adult it so when you turn 18, we should throw eclosion parties. Oh, I love it. As we become adults in this world. I think That's, I need one now. When they I'm emerge from their cocoons. Adult. As adults, they <laughs> are, let me tell you, firsthand. Oh, no. Kind of like a mottled gray-brown, pretty Ew. typical moth color. Yeah. You know, meant to blend in. Yeah, not yeah, meant to stand yeah. out. They're not butterflies. Right. Okay. Um, they have thin wings, but when they're all spread out, they have a wingspan of about 100 millimeters. Like up to 100. So that's like almost the size of my palm yeah they're so this whole uh this whole family of moths are moderate to large moths yeah i would guess so that's how they categorize them Uh they're like big big honking things yeah we're gonna put them all in one category yeah 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 (laughs) um yeah they're that they're that gray brown color and then when they hit the adult stage Uh people don't consider them pests because they're actually feeding only on nectar at that point okay and they prefer Honeysuckles and what was the other one? Petunia plants. Oh, honeysuckles and petunias. That's so lovely. Yeah, and they don't, and their appetite goes way down because they're not growing. Right. They're not prepping to just like turn into a whole new creature. Right, right. Of course, they have to eat a lot. Yeah. They like literally go into this ugly little cocoon and emerge completely different animals. It's insane. Insects are crazy. Like, really, who who came up with this system? Right. 
what the heck evolution like with mealworms it made a little more sense like the mealworm is kind of like you know like the egg and then it you know and then it's a beetle so you know they still have legs they still have all these things but like literally go from so weird a little wormy thing because they are caterpillars and they do move like caterpillars yeah but they they look kind of more like worms yeah and then they come out as like honking big old honking moths you're like, this is insane. I think this is why I've always really kind of liked moths and butterflies because yeah. that's just so extra. Yeah. And, and I personally, dig it. I, I've always been a big fan of moths because they're just like the butterfly's ugly cousins. And like, you got to root can for them. You relate to that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I oh, can relate oh, too, okay. though. Like, mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't have to be a butterfly, okay? <laughs> True. I emerged Sometimes from my cocoon and like, I just. <laughs> I didn't get that far, okay? <laughs> it's like they just didn't want to be pretty. But I have wings. I can still fly. It's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. And what's really cool about them is cause they, because they drink nectar, yeah. they have a really cool ability to kind of like f- float, flutter there. Oh, cool. Like hummingbirds. Like a hummingbird. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there is a different species of hornworm uh-huh. that is, I think it's called like the hummingbird hornworm. And oh, it's wow. because when they, or the hummingbird moth. Yeah. And it's because they literally will just flutter oh, there. Hoover? Hover? Yeah. There's Hover. a different word I have it written down somewhere. I'm too lazy to look for it. Oh, okay. But yeah. You know That's what I so mean? That's so cool. You could see it like yeah. hanging there in midair. Wow. Doing a thing. Neat. So they are sexually dimorphic as adults. Okay. Which I did not know what that meant. Yeah. So I had to look it up and I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's nothing extra cool. It just means that they, they're, so it is binary. They have their two sexes, male and female. Yeah. And not only do they have different sexual organs, but they also have extra physical differences. So the males have broader antennae and they have claspers, which it, I had to look Little that pincers? up too. No, it's oh. basically a bug dick. Like, <laughs> well, I, sh- I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like looked at a picture and I was like, oh, okay. So it's okay. just a bug dick. It's a dick. I get it. Yeah. It's for inserting sperm. Right. So that's 100% what yeah. it is. Okay. Um, this, this fact oh, no. annoys me. You can oh, no. guess. It's about mating. Guess. Just guess this fact that annoys me. Okay. It's either. Well, she can't die right away because she got to lay eggs. She right? doesn't have to lay eggs. This is true. She died right away. So females have one week to grow up after they what after they emerge as one adults week and then they are ready to mate how they long do, do so once get? they do so once they females, mate once females mate once this is guess how many times males mate how many as much as they want well until they die many 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 times literally the wikipedia wow. article said many many times how where are they finding all these ladies <laughs> I I would guess that there's probably more females born than males, this but it's not temperature controlled. So, so who unfair. knows? Wow, I yep. am lodging a complaint with the official <laughs> hornworm society. <laughs> See, uh, I literally wrote: males mate as much as they want. F you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because the females they will mate and then they will their eggs will be fertilized. They'll go lay their eggs and then they'll continue eating until they die. They just like they don't mate again. But wait, they don't die like right after. No, but it does spend most of their energy. And so they will die pretty soon after that. It's not like I'm dying as I'm laying them. But like, wow, no, they can't. I mean, at least it's a little better than octopuses who literally like the females give literally wither away as they're protecting their. No. Yeah. Nature is not kind to females. I mean, there are other situations <laughs> where things are reversed. So badass <sighs> black widows. You That's should right. listen to that episode That's if you want to feel if you want to have a feminist point of view. I'll have to go listen to that after this is a palate cleanser. Yes. For the for the feminist in all of us. Yes. Black widows are there for you. That's right. Um, mating can take several hours. Wait, several what? Hours. Wait. I don't know why. There was no explanation. They only live like two months max. Yes. And mating can take several hours. Yes. For one copulation. Yes. That's like if you were having sex and it took like a month to have sex. Gross. Gross. Ridiculous. What a waste of my time. When do these hornworms or these caterpillars like have time to go to the grocery store? Well, they're not caterpillars at that point. I'm sorry. I meant moths. That's what I meant. But it's ridiculous. they don't. They just they just suck the nectar and then do the deed at night vertically, usually up against oh. a tree. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're not fans of missionary style. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess for them, and technically, I don't know. Like, they're like, we're up against They're the oriented wall. a little differently than us. <laughs> That's you know? true. That's true. But yeah, and then females will deposit their fertilized egg underneath foliage uh-huh. for a little bit of protection. Though sometimes they're lazy and they'll just put it right on top on the ground. So they don't care. No, not really. Yeah. They're not. They're like, like I did my part. Yeah. Fend for yourselves, tiny And eggs. then they just go. <laughs> and then two to four days later, the cycle starts again. Crazy. Crazy. And so they don't stick around in the area where they've laid their eggs. No. Yeah. They're just, they're totally just doing whatever. They're yeah. going where the food goes. Wow. They have no home base. No nothing. Wow. Insects are weird, man. Free little and ladies. They're not colony bugs. Like they don't do they're their They're not thing. social. No. Yeah. They just, they're not that complex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'll hang together if there's a good tobacco plant to be had. You right. Know? But like, Fair. that's it. Interesting. Which is just crazy. I never knew any of this stuff. This yeah. is great. We skipped over, not skipped over. It came up in my research later. Yeah. But like when we're talking about the, what we know well, when it's fine. Yes. You did not silence. I needed to play the stuff. Oh, okay. Accurate. Right. <laughs> I won't shame uh, you then. Um, when we're talking about like the recognizable hornworms that we mm-hmm. know and love, those turquoise or blue or green caterpillars, they have that horn, right? That little right red the horn. The reason that they is, have the name horn right, worm. Right, which is soft-ish. Yeah. Like, again, like their whole thing. They've so you're saying they're, they're kind of horny, but not really. Okay, where do you think, <laughs> where do you think that horn is on their body? Is it? Uh, mm. is it on their head no is it on their dick it's on their booty oh <laughs> on their booty so like you know you see one end and i always thought that the end with the horn was the was the front like yes. a unicorn like yeah. a little un- no that's their booty why <laughs> what is the purpose <laughs> here so uh like when you when you talk about their behavior so they have heads right they have they have sensors all over they don't have eyes or noses but they have whoa like they have different Different sensors like underneath near okay. their mouths that can help them detect like what just kind of nerves plant they're or on. like little um, no like little external like yeah. little hairs and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that um that can help them detect like oh am I on the good kind of plant am oh. I on a tobacco plant wow. am I really gonna go crazy here yeah they don't have to do like a bunch of head movement to yeah. eat because their mouth is just like right there at the bottom so they can just kind of like munch as they go through um but then like their back end is kind of what does all the work. So, like, their head just kind of scoots along, <laughs> and their booty is like, okay, firstly, I'm dissuading predators with my, like, horn back here. Right. So, that's one of their means of defense. Right. Is that they have that horn back there that makes them look more dangerous than they definitely are. Right. If they tried to use it, you'd be like, uh, It doesn't okay. do anything. But, like, wh- if they were to get picked up by a predator, they'll do two things. First thing they'll do is they'll use their little mandible, their little weird insect jaw, yeah. to click to like Ooh. as a warning sign of like don't be don't like, come it's back like a, off it's like a rattlesnake yeah they're like i'm scary don't come here it's like yeah. a chihuahua barking <laughs> like which sometimes apparently works yeah so that's good for them yeah, absolutely i thought maybe it was like a communal thing like help i'm getting attacked right everybody run right. away but no it's no. like totally selfish yeah um and then if they still do get picked up and i've seen them do this when the reptiles when you're eat them c- yeah yeah they just thrash like they just their butts will just right. thrash all around yeah and they will um they'll whip around and if they get like if they get grabbed by the butt they'll thrash their front half and bite the predators that are trying oh, to damn. eat them and they have like an actual cool defense so like really? all the other stuff is kind of like oh you know me just being Right. Hoping for the best. Hoping you'll leave me alone if I see him scary. Right. So nicotine. Right. We're talking about tobacco. We're talking about cigarettes. Whatever. Yeah. Nicotine is toxic to most animals <laughs> that move. Because it. Sure. Will... It's it's a toxic chemical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hornworms. Oh, no. Tobacco hornworms. Yes. Can metabolize nicotine. Okay. And then they use it then as a toxin predators wait how do they secrete it toxic halitosis yes yes they secrete it through their rest their spiracles which are their respiratory holes essentially they're holes on the outside that they think link to the respiratory oh my system gosh. so they kind of just like they have really toxic breath so now i want to like, start a band and call it toxic halitosis and actually like our logo is a hornworm yes okay great exactly <laughs> because this is it man. i'll play the tambourine yeah People talk about toxoplasmosis with cats and like how it's so scary. Right. Man, this I'm kind of scared that I've scarier. been having these animals around. Yeah. My, luckily, they don't consume 
nicotine. tobacco. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. good. The yeah. ones that I have in my house. Oh my gosh. My reptiles will not. Who knew? Be subject, right? These yeah. guys are like badass cool. little creatures. I, I love them. Very surprised by them. Also, like the clicking. I kind of want to hear it now. Yeah, that's You have to cool. be really, really close to hear it because they have teeny, tiny jaws. Teeny, teeny, tiny yeah. little jaws. Yeah. They probably go click, 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 click. With the pincers. The pincers. <laughs> uh, that's right. Drunk Harry's the best Harry. Aw. Always. Always. But yeah, they also like really humid environments. They have like, which makes sense because they're, they're, if the they're south, in the south. Right. Yeah. Um, which is like when you have them, when you have them in a climate where you're just feeding them to your reptiles and it's right. really dry, they're not going to live as long. Right. Most of the time when we buy them like for our reptiles you buy them in these like little pods yeah they have their little formulated food it's really they're very easy feeders you don't have to supplement anything you dust them still like you would anything else they're just not highly nutritious but they are full of water which is good for your like yeah your reptiles that are picky about drinking yeah that's a good thing to give them because you're like hey lots of juice in here yeah just get into it Mm, delicious Um, but yeah if you if you have like a long day night cycle or a short day night cycle right and you're in a drier climate maybe not the best way to keep them you want to feed them off while. yeah you want to yeah. feed them off pretty quickly they do grow quickly too so if you buy them when they're the right size for your reptile you need to feed them right then. right because otherwise they will triple in size ah. in less than a week no and they'll be too big for your reptile oh, and no, they will bite you. your reptile <laughs> oh yeah no so you know and give them toxic halitosis <laughs> they won't but <laughs> yeah i mean they are they're hardcore yeah the reason that we know so much about these animals is because we use them in labs as model organisms oh to test out well not we're not testing anything so like model organisms i think we've talked about a couple other animals that are used that way but basically the idea is that they're big enough and it's easy enough to care for them Uh that you can kind of always keep them in the lab um, and you can study specific biological phenomena and then like see how it applies to other things. Okay. And, and like, they have hope. a quick life cycle too. So yeah, you can so kind you of can look at that. Yeah. So you can usually get like, up, usually right. it averages two to f- like two to three generations per year in the wild. Uh-huh. And I think it said that in Florida, in some places, you can get like up to six generations Dang. a year. Which is crazy. I'm not really sure that what they're doing me in of Florida. That <laughs> Doctor Who episode. Uh, where the the clones are, are oh yeah yeah fighting yeah. the war and it turns out that they've been it's, fighting for generations but it's been like four days yeah, yeah. and they're like what yeah, yeah. crazy yeah generations wow. are weird me out so I didn't get too into that but yeah yes. that's really cool and that makes a lot of sense to me because so my brother studies um the effects of climate change on like epigenetic expression mm-hmm. so like the ways that big fancy science words yeah and i don't understand it all but yeah from what i understand told you yeah from what i understand it's like how do the the impacts of climate change like change the ways that genes are expressed oh yeah yeah and so he's he's studying um a lot with butterflies because they have really quick life cycles right and so he can study the impacts right of yeah throughout multiple generations which they is can really evolve cool so fast right too, it's which so is awesome like because they and they can adapt really short quickly lifespans yeah I mean, the rest of us are just kind of stuck as we are right. as we've been for hundreds of years and cursing the hot weather being like it wasn't this hot when i was a kid uh, <laughs> darn you Arr. children in 200 years who if you have an earth will probably have better day-to-day weather sorry kids <laughs> i mean you'll have an overall terrible climate but you'll have better day-to-day yeah weather. day-to-day it'll, it'll, be, it'll, it'll feel like that it'll be fine it's fine. you'll all live on mars anyway oh my god so they're used primarily like in in labs yeah. to study and then the other way of course is as reptile food but also right. some people get them for their fish or small animals really yeah, like as treats let's too. get one for brew i don't think he would eat it let's get one for ellie he would probably play with it. Yeah. And then we it would turn into a moth in our yes. house. That's exactly And what then would he happen. would play with it even more. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. You know they have another predator too. Which is wasps. Really? Why? Female wasps will lay their eggs <gasps> on the the cocoons. Oh. oh no. And then as they like as the wasp eggs turn into larvae they'll just feed off that until they wither away and die 
That is harsh, man. Right? Of all, it's because they've already lost out on all their cool defenses. They wow. they get them when they're defenseless. Right. They do sometimes lay their eggs like straight up on the hornworms, like in oh their larva stage. Gosh. Which like wasps that is are brutal. Wasps are hard, more hardcore. They are than terrifying. Anything. We won't talk about wasps for a while because just wasps are terrifying. Yes, exactly. They're traumatizing. Yes. Also, it's really hard to say wasps. Yes, wasps. All, all the time yes. so we're just gonna like we're testing not out talk our pop about filters them here. for too much um but yeah i i i was very surprised by a lot of the a lot of the stuff that i yeah came up with now like that, that's not a ton because like right. i said there's I, just not that much to be had about them you know also yeah i mean like you were saying they they're just not that complex of a species no they don't have a complex emotional life of any sort probably no, not that we know. I would of. assume. I, yeah, I mean, know, like we don't the, know. the extent of like their behaviors are yeah. their mating behaviors, right? And the wandering behavior they do when they're looking to pupate, right. and then their defensive behaviors. Yeah, and that like other than that, they just eat. Crazy. <laughs> like they're just they're very basic. I mean, honestly, this sounds like a good life. Like you eat and you spend your you spend your time finding things to eat, and then and you just like hang out on your food be and like then you if like you take a nap for a while a giant brownie and then you like wake up and you're like i can fly yeah i'm here for Wild. it <laughs> yeah just like just like everything is food take a nap like your, your whole environment fly. is food like everything yeah and then you just get to sleep for a while just be like i'm gonna eat my couch exactly it's oh. cool That'd be gross. <laughs> I don't think I would want. I don't think I'd want to eat our couch. Like it's oh, comfy to yeah. sit on. I'm not sure I'd want to no. eat it. But let, yeah, if we lived on a brownie, yeah, we'd be happy, right? Also, though, could you imagine just eating one thing? Well, that's why you got to eat the tobacco plants and the tomato plants. Not really. I mean, like if you are if you were laid on foliage near a tobacco field, I mean, like you're just going to eat tobacco. If I don't have to move that far, I could maybe just eat brownies my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I suppose. But what if you were born like on a piece of celery? And that's all you ate. Lame. I know. I also feel like that one would be the one that would get attacked attacked by a wasp. Yeah, definitely. And like that one wouldn't really. That life would suck. Yeah, that's yeah. not enough nutrition. Nope. So those are all, all them facts I got. That's so crazy it's like a hardcore session of like 40 minutes of just like hard actually it wasn't even that long just gonna we throw did some hardcore of, facts at we you just did quite a bit of um intro which is it's good that this was a shorter episode because we kind of have a little bit more housekeeping to do i didn't want to do it all at the beginning of the episode because i feel like that's too much you're here yeah. for the animals yeah let's talk about the animals but now that we have talked about the animals let's talk about some different animals that oh, we may be seeing what like what Perhaps like unicorns reptilians <gasps> Oh boy. So many reptilians. Yay. We mentioned it in our last episode, briefly alluded to it, and have been posting about it on social media. Yep. But we are going to be at the NorCal Reptile Expo on May 18th and 19th. Mm-hmm. And that is in Pleasanton, California. At the Alameda County Fairgrounds. Yeah. Come say hi. Come drop by. Some see, Come see some amazing reptiles and hang out with our reptiles. Chat with us about reptiles. We're also going to bring a non-reptile. Absolutely. Because um, we, we can't have three dogs and not bring one of them. No. And we have one who is basically a skink in dog form <laughs> she's just she's a dog skink it's fine she's, she's just very laid back and so she'll, she'll be there saying hi to everybody too. yep she'll be a big hit she'll be it's, very happy i'm so excited because we get to do some great like it, it's just it's always so hard at these shows to get to actually hold some of the animals that you come to see yeah and it's hard to decide if you really want a particular t- particular type of reptile if you haven't gotten to interact with any of them before yeah yeah. Um, so I think that's something that we can help out with a little bit because we have some of the most common species that you see at a reptile expo that are like beginner yeah. reptiles. Right. Um, because we ourselves are still beginner reptile yeah. keepers. We are not, uh, we are far from advanced. Right. 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 I would say we're like advanced beginners. Yeah. We're, we're edging up on intermediate. Yeah. But uh-huh. like, not really. Not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. It's yeah. a slow, slow process. Yeah. 
probably not as slow as it should be because we get a little overexcited. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> so we're going to be there as vendors and we're not selling animals. Some, some, some vendors go primarily to sell their, you know, breeders. Uh-huh. There will be tons of breeders there. Their vendor yeah. list looks very amazing. full, which looks exciting. Yeah. Um, we will have some items available. We will have like, I think maybe we have like two or three tote bags that we could sell that we had ordered. Yeah. Um, and then we have like some pens we can give out that are really cool. We'll have our stickers, we'll have some stickers. And, our, and our business cards as yep. usual. Um, and then we'll just have some samples. So we'll both mm-hmm. be wearing some of our shirts that have some of our designs on them. Yep. And just some sample products so that if you like what you see and you're interested in buying them, you can go to our Redbubble and have them made specially for you and delivered to your door in cool red bubble packaging i think you kind of buried the lead here which is that we have a red bubble site yeah we talked about it last time yeah 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 go buy some merch yeah so red bubble for those of you that don't know it's a site that any artist um we've chosen to use it but any artist can go on create work upload it to all their they've like hundreds of different products that they can put your art on um, and then you can just, people can buy it and they will produce it as you buy it. Yep. So instead of us having to spend a lot of money buying things to then turn around and sell to you, right? we just cut out the middleman. Redbubble does all the producing. We just create the artwork and choose what products we want to mm-hmm. have it on. Um, so this week I was a little extra creative and we now have <laughs> some Barbara Mermatee, yes. um, which is our, our lovely manatee mermaid. Who, if you listen to our manatee episode, you'll know manatees were often mistaken for mermaids uh-huh. so now we have a mermatee who you can find on shirts on mm-hmm. pillows on journals on phone cases amazing on all kinds of stuff and i'm a big fan of her i'm gonna get her as a phone case i just i'm waiting for the next payday but i'm gonna get her as a phone case i think i'm gonna do the um the notebook yeah the notebooks yeah. came out really cute too i was really happy with that we also have um darwin hanging out in a pocket that we've put on a shirt adorable um darwin our crested gecko uh, those were our two new designs this week but we also have our standard designs the ones that have our logo with basil our leopard gecko on them um we have an all of meet all of our critters design that has photos of all of our critters literally yep. all of them yep um, um, and that I got that on a tank top and I really like the way it came out. So cute. Yeah. Cause it's I was adorable. like, I gotta have everybody, you know, yeah. if we're <laughs> we going to go to the expo, I have to be like, these are all of our pets. <laughs> um, we're a little obsessed. Pets. It's okay. It's fine. it's fine. So yeah, we have a really cool red bubble site, um, that you can go and check out and order some stuff if you'd like. We like to keep prices pretty low for you guys. We do. And um, right now there is a 25% off all apparel. Ooh, so nice. if you're, if you're if you listening to this, when the episode comes out, go take a look and see if there's, um, if that coupon's that still there. Coupon's still there. Yeah, yeah. it probably is. Cause they do kind of cycle. Through. Yeah. They cycle some coupons. So yeah. You when you log nice. onto the site, it'll tell you what they're featuring and yep. you should be able to find something with one of our designs on it that matches the coupon. Absolutely. If you're interested, we've got a mug too. It came out pretty cute. I like that. You know what? All of our stuff's cute. It's, it's adorable. excellent. So yeah. those are our big news is that we're really pushing our red bubble because we're super proud of the work we put out there Yay. and that we're going to be at the Reptile Expo. And we really, really hope that we get to meet at least a few of you, if any of you are in the area yeah. or if, if you're just looking for a fun road trip, we've driven that far for expos just yeah, to attend. It's not a far visitors. drive. Probably. And we Where always have come, fun. Come see us. Yeah, we you're always Alaska? have a lot of fun. That's okay. That's not too far. <laughs> Come on down. It's not too bad. Um, but yeah, you know, especially if you're within an hour or two and you want to drop by, we yeah. will be there. It'll be so much fun. There'll be lots of reptiles. Yep. And that's always our jam. Yes. And we'll, we'll probably be pretty busy, but we will definitely at least try to do a live stream if we have some good Wi-Fi access in there. Yeah. Try to take some video footage so that we can put together at least like a short little thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll both be there. So yeah. I I probably will still try to do like a walkthrough vlog. So fun. And like I love we'll those. just kind of swap and um, it'll be fun. Yeah. So even if you can't come, we'll try to make sure everybody still yeah. has the experience yeah. of having been at the Reptile Expo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then maybe we, at some point we can put up some of the educational materials that we've created on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll be fun. We'll have a whole new tab. There is a tab on our website for our Red Bubble page now. <gasps> Yay! So we now have our, you know, follow the podcast, all the episodes. Awesome. We have a tab for um, supporting us that links to our Patreon and a tab for shopping with us that links to our Red Bubble. All you need. Yes. All so you need in life is here with us. <laughs> is here on our <laughs> website, CritterCastPodcast.com. That's right. And if you are not really feeling the website, but you're like us and you're on social media all day. Yeah, you come can hang get out with us. lots of cute animals all 
the time. All the time. All the time. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Crittercast Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on Facebook at Crittercast. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on Twitter at Cast Critter. Exactly. Um, and you can always send us an email, yeah. Crittercast Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or DM us, PM us. Slide into those Slide DMs. into whatever right messaging the app That's you've right. chosen does. That's right. All the things. We're always happy to hear from you guys. We're always happy to take suggestions of new critters to talk about. We've just been taking turns picking, but if you have one you really want to know about. I've gotten a couple suggestions recently. Us. So those Why didn't will be coming you give up. me those suggestions for this week? They wouldn't have worked. Oh, they, yeah. Well, because yeah. we do have to space out. We don't want to yeah. be like an all-mammal podcast. Right. We well, that's not who we are. Go find the all-mammal podcast if you want to listen to that. <laughs> but then you'd never know We're all about critters ever. toxic halitosis. And you'd be <laughs> sad exactly <laughs> you'd never know about the horned booty no the horned booty. the active booty it's doing <laughs> all the work 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 so is it like a booty unicorn a yeah i guess so booty corn yeah yeah it's like more like a tail than a horn but it's totally a horn it's totally so, a horn you know it's just kind of like yeah they could yeah. twerk a lot there's a little dance like going bam, on bam, now bam. and it's pretty amazing <laughs> it's like a weird mini sitting twerk yeah it's good i'll try and talk her into filming it for you no <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so that's us on social media that's what's up with CritterCast. that's what's going to be up we will not uh you will not hear from us again until after the expo so I next mean, time you will on social oh, media yes. but there won't be another episode until, until after the expo yeah. so uh you know touch us on social media yeah. find out what's going on shout out at us yes also if you enjoy the show if you like listening to the podcast Maybe see if you have a friend who you think might listen to it, too, who might enjoy it. Maybe a a family member. Or an office mate who will then buy T-shirts off Redbubble. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. You're the best, Lisa. (laughs) And also Erica. And also, okay. Um, Yes. And also, if you want to continue spreading the love of CritterCast, why not drop us a quick five-star rating? Or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to dictate to you, but yeah, five drop, stars. Though. Drop a review on <laughs> iTunes um, or rate us on Facebook because you can. I don't think it's like five stars. I think you could just thumbs up yeah, or I thumbs think, down yeah, things. Yeah. But like, you know, any social media, yeah. just shout out to us. Tell other people about us and follow us and, and interact with us. Yeah, we're fine. We're on we our promise. phones all day. So we're like extra ready to interact <laughs> Feeling a with little you. attacked right now. <laughs> I'm not the one holding my phone, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, that's us here at CritterCast. We sure hope you did enjoy this episode about hornworms, tobacco hornworms, the green squishy caterpillars of the tobacco mm, fields. Delicious. Gross. So, see you later, alligator? After a while, crocodile. This is the... Critter Cast Podcast.